is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, there's no question that the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback will be Ben Roethlisberger in 2021, but that doesn't mean that the quarterback room is exempt from a position battle for that backup spot. Right now, Mason Rudolph holds the number two spot on the depth chart. But Dwayne Haskins, I have a feeling, come training camp, is going to push him for that job. I know it's only in shorts and T-shirts, but a lot of people have said Haskins has looked really good so far. Lost a lot of weight. Seems to be in good shape. Uh, And that's, I mean, since you can't really judge much from OTAs, that's really all you can judge. And it's a good thing, at least, that he's in what they think is great shape. Uh, But Mason Rudolph was the one that spoke to the media after an OTA session earlier this week. And, you know, it's still his goal to be a starting quarterback saying, that's my goal, be a starting quarterback in this league and for our team. And I'm working towards that goal every single day. I can only control myself in the way I prepare and the way I approach and play in OTAs and in camp. And that's on the forefront of my mind. I'm not worried about 2022 or anything like that. I'm just trying to live in the moment and be the best I can for my team. So we'll get to 2022 and the years beyond Ben in a moment. But as far as just living in the moment and doing what's best for his team, isn't there a part of you that kind of feels for Mason Rudolph? I mean, this is a guy that had to win the backup job away from Landry Jones when he first got here. They gave him that backup job, moved Landry Jones out of Pittsburgh, were ready to roll with Rudolph as the number two. Uh, ben goes down and he gets his shot in 2019 and he underwhelms to put yeah. it lightly. Um, but it's not exactly like he had the entire thing fall from underneath him. People didn't think that he couldn't play in the NFL after that. Well, whatever. Played one game last year against Cleveland at the end of the season when Ben was resting and Looked played good. very well. Yes. Played very well in that game against the Browns. Almost beat the Cleveland Browns A team with himself and a bunch of other backups for the Steelers. But the reason why I feel a little bad for him is after all of that, he still finds himself in somewhat of a position battle for that number two spot on the depth chart. And Dwayne Haskins is a guy that has a little bit more pedigree than Mason Rudolph. Not much more. Mason Rudolph was a third-round draft pick, uh, went to Oklahoma State, big-time school. But Dwayne Haskins was a first-round pick and went to Ohio State. So, I mean, the pedigree is just a little bit higher for Haskins. And... It's no secret Mike Tomlin absolutely loves the guy. Uh, thinks very highly of Haskins. The Steelers had him graded very highly whenever he was picked. Of course, the Steelers just didn't have the ability to take him or right. the need to take him that high in the first round. But, yeah, all of a sudden, Mason Rudolph, you know, I think he really showed in that Cleveland game last year that he can be the number two on this team. But it's not going to be something that's just a given to him in this OTAs and training camp because he's going to have to compete with Haskins. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, he has the upper hand right now. As it stands in the moment, he would be the number two. But there's no guarantee that Haskins doesn't Hmm. light him up. Or if he takes a little complacent step backwards, he loses that spot. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. And to your point, you know, do you feel sorry a little bit for Mason Rudolph? Yeah, I mean, you think about everything that happened in Cleveland and, and did that, I don't want to say derail his career, but, you know, did it derail that season for him? Absolutely. I mean, there, there's no question about that. And, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm super high on Mason Rudolph, but, you know, at the same time, if that stuff in Cleveland doesn't happen, if, you know, that season doesn't end the way it does, and then, 
you know, last year he looked good in the one game that he played in, but you kind of wonder too, if they're so still high on Mason, why did they bring in Dwayne Haskins? You know, I mean, granted it's a low risk, high reward type situation. You know, if he pans out, if he ends up beating out Mason Rudolph, if he ends up being a starter, well, you know, that, that's great. I mean, you didn't really spend that much on him. It was a low risk. I, I get that idea of it too. And then if he doesn't pan out, well, it's what everybody thought that, that Dwayne Haskins was. But, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of people on social media that are making a lot out of what Rudolph said. I mean, him saying that his goal is to be a starting quarterback in this league and for the Steelers. I mean, what what else is your, you know, what else is your goal? If you're, you know, a young quarterback who got drafted, um, you know, two years, three years ago by the Steelers, you know, and, and Ben Roethlisberger is playing in his last season. What else are you going to say? You know what I mean? Like if he came out and said, you know, I mean, he's not going to say that. But what if he's going to say, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, care. I, ex I expect to be a backup. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to say that he was a, you know, uh, not to say that he was the best quarterback in his draft class, but he was highly touted. People thought he'd be a second, third round right. pick. He'd be a player in the NFL. He'd be a starter in the NFL at some point in time. I mean, he came in in one of the more crowded quarterback classes right. we've seen. Yeah. I mean, so it's not crazy, you know, for him to say that. And I mean, regardless of what happens, whether he's a starter or not, he's going to have a job in this league. I mean, his tape last year, just in that Cleveland Browns game alone, proves to you that he's going to have a job in this league, regardless of what it is. And again, uh, we, we, you know, we really hadn't talked about his, I guess, one year extension that he got for what, like 1.2 mil or whatever it is. If he Mason Rudolph is your starter in 2022 and you're only paying him $1.2 million, that's really good. You know, I mean, that's the situation that you find yourself in. And if Dwayne Haskins is a starter in 2022, you're paying Dwayne Haskins even less. So it's a good situation, at least in the quarterback room for these guys. I mean, but yeah, I'm not super high on Mason Rudolph. I don't know if he can be a starter in this league. If he's a bridge guy for a year or two, okay. But he's not a franchise guy, at least not at this point. Now, granted, we don't know that because, you know, that year that he started was a complete cluster bleep i mean there's no question about that and yes duck hodges had to play over him i understand that but i don't know you know is it is it is the jury still out on him maybe but he's not a long-term starter i don't think i think he wants to be though oh, that's what i think he alluded to I, that I think i think he really believes himself to be and it's just you got to feel for the guy because he's coming into a situation of which is unprecedented in the NFL. We've referenced this statistic many, many times in the show. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the longest tenured quarterback in NFL history with just one NFL team for his entire NFL career. So you're not just coming in to replace Peyton Manning after he was there for a couple of years and went off to, to go play in Denver. You're not just going to come in and replace Tom Brady after he was there for New England for a time and now is playing in Tampa Bay. You're you're coming in to replace the longest tenure quarterback with one NFL team. That's a lot of pressure on this guy. And it it's kind of a, a mark to his to his character, to his to his toughness that when he was here in twenty nineteen and the Steelers were flip flopping back between him and Duck Hodges, he didn't just look at himself and say, Well, if I'm not as good as Duck Hodges, I can't be that I can't be that good, so why am I still here? Why not just go onto a team that has more dire need of a quarterback, such as maybe the Jaguars or the Jets pre this year's draft class, and get a job there? But he didn't. He toughed it out, and he said, I can win here. And, yeah, as you guys said, he's not going to say the wrong thing. He's not the dumbest guy in the world. He's not going to say, I'll just be the backup and, and get my money. He wants to be the starter here, and it, I, I gotta, I gotta say, it, it kind of impresses me 
not not to the end of the world, but it does impress me that he hasn't given up on on himself quite yet. I do think he does want to be the starter long term, but he's saying all the right things as far as, quote, I don't think you really ever have any clarity or any idea what any team in this league is going to do year to year. I do know I want to be a Steeler, stay in Pittsburgh, and I have a good as good a chance as any here to accomplish my goals. But I don't get caught up in scenarios. I control myself and the way I perform and the way I work. I want to have a great practice tomorrow, and everything beyond that is going to fall where it may. Well, one thing that's new this year that can help him achieve his goal, can help him to have a great practice every uh, day this year, is new quarterbacks coach Mike Sullivan, who has been working with Mason Rudolph a lot. Uh, Rudolph Sang's a longtime NFL coach. He's been with Hall of Famers like Eli Manning, so it's been great. He's a drill guy. He's a structured, detail-oriented guy, and he has a lot of information for us that he holds us accountable. He's big on footwork, big on the little things, carrying out your fakes and being diligent, so that's been great. A guy like Mike Sullivan comes in. Obviously, he's going to have some say with the offense, help with Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger, we talked about this when Canada came in as a QB coach. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't really need a quarterback's coach right now. He's pretty much his own quarterback's coach. This is a guy, (laughs) Mike Sullivan, that – a lot of his focus is going to be on Haskins and Rudolph. Oh, think, no doubt. For the most part this year. And, you know, last year when you said that about Canada, saying, yeah, he's going to help Rudolph develop, he's going to help Dobbs develop, it was kind of whatever because, yeah, you thought maybe Ben retires after last season, but there was still an inkling that he might return in yeah. 2021, which, of course, he ends up doing. It's a lot less – probable that Ben returns in 2022 so in a lot of ways Mike Sullivan is not only trying to coach up the guys that are going to be number two on this depth chart this season but potentially one of the guys that's going to end up being the starter next year so big job for him but nice to see that Rudolph is already getting off to a good working relationship with his new coach and you know Jacob like you said I think he does have eyes on that starting spot eventually but I think he recognizes that it ain't a guarantee that I'm going to just slide in as the number two quarterback this year. So first things first. Let's gotta, hope he got to focus on this. Right? Let's, let's I don't hope. think he does. Okay. I, I think he's pretty – at least he could be lying, I guess, in anything he's saying. But based on what he said, it seems like he's – you know, people want to ask him about that yeah. their apparent thing, but he's trying to steer the conversation back towards that's nice to think about, but it's all about – the next day's practice right. it's all about 2021 right, right. Now. i mean what else you know he can't think that far ahead yeah, he can't I mean, just be like oh yeah i don't really care about this year i just can't wait until that old guy's right. out of here and i right. can maybe start exactly he can't he can't act like that and i'll i'll ask you to if you had to put a chip down right now on 2022 is who's it going to be for the start of the steelers is it going to be haskins is it going to be rudolph or is it going to be somebody that's not on the roster i we're going to get to that too but i was going to say someone off the roster you think so yeah i don't think it's going to be either of these wow. guys yeah i think they're going to go out market the market for quarterback is shifting like, yeah it is uh, people and, are becoming more available that weren't available before. and they're going to have a hell of a lot of cap space next yeah, year exactly. i mean there's no question about that i i don't know i guess i, I mean there's guys like i don't know just a name randomly off the top of my head that might be available, like a Derek Carr, might be just out there as didn't work out in, o- in Vegas slash Oakland, but he's still got something left in the tank, and maybe you'd kick the tires on a yeah. guy, not him, but a guy like but a that. guy like that. Yeah, I hear what you're market. saying. I think that that's likely. 
Yeah, I hear you. I, I just, you know, the Steelers have never really done that. Never and done I, that. And I know, I, I understand, and I know that, you know, next year is going to be different because of the cap situation, and they're going to have more money than they've ever had and all that good stuff. I get that. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it is probably going to be one of those two guys. I mean, and again, as I said before, if it is for a year or two years at the very, you know, at the very least, you can live with that. You know what I mean? You can deal. You can have Mace Rudolph as your starter. You can have Dwayne Haskins as your starter for a year or two until you really find the heir apparent. I mean, it's not easy to find an heir apparent. It's not easy. You know, even if you go out in free agency, you know, whoever it is, are you going to have that guy for, you know, 18 years like you've had Ben Roethlisberger? No, of course not. So, I mean, it is tough to, to find that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, how many years was it in between, you know, Terry Bradshaw and, and Ben? You know what I mean? That's the, that's the risk. Time, yeah. Not the risk, but that's the, the, the situation that you find yourself in now. And it's all about, you know, timing. It's all about finding the right guy. But the problem is, I don't know if you have the right guy on your roster right now. If you had to pick between one of the two, I mean, I know. We I think I'd pick Mason. I think I would pick Mason, too. I think he's the more— We just don't know about Haskins. You have no idea. I right. mean, do you really know about Mason all that much? More I mean, you know so, more so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no question. Especially with the team, you know, Mason's yeah, and familiar I mean, to the team. This might be recency bias, but, man, did Mason look good against the Browns. He did look good He did. I mean, I, I'm not going to take that away out, from him. To go out there without your starters on offense and defense and keep that game as close as it was when the Browns on the needed road, to win to get into the, the Browns had to be a win-and-in type of team in Cleveland. I mean, it's— it's yeah. not. It's not going up against you know the eighteen and zero Patriots and no, Super looked, Bowl forty three and Super Bowl forty two, but it was still impressive. Even though he won some games in the twenty nineteen campaign, jumping in for Ben, he looked better in that game against the Browns than I think any game against any team in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I will say this though too: the last two times that we've seen Mason Rudolph, I think, is the best that we've seen of him. I mean, it's, you think back to the jo- the Jets game. If he stays healthy, they win, win that game. That game. Probably, I really, I firmly hits, believe that. Was it James Washington or Deontay Johnson? He hit one of those. He hit one of those too deep, like instantly when he yeah. came in, just completely changed the game. But got hit, and his arm just couldn't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Had to I come mean, back out, and they had to put Duck back in. And does does the Duck injuries was at that point? Oh. I mean, do the injuries concern you? Because that was a not just Duck Hodges being there and, and the feel good story and Mason not doing it as well for certain stretches, but there were injury concerns in 2019 for him. There's a lot of concerns for him in 2019. The dude got hit over the head with <laughs> yeah. a helmet. I yeah, mean, that's what I'm saying. It was so a very volatile year. Is it possible he's he could be an injury riddled player possible. on and off? It's possible. He did make it through the entirety of last season healthy, although that was only that being was, a backup. Yeah. yeah, he did play in one game though. But right. You can still get hurt in practice. I mean, but yeah, I guess you just don't know until because we only have the one sample size of him being the yeah. quote unquote starter, and that was 2019 when he had to become the de facto starter. Yep. And yeah, he did have an injury prone season that year, so you can't really judge something based off of just one sample size there. But I, I think if he does get the keys in 2022, Jacob, that is something you absolutely need to keep your eye on: is just how healthy can he stay for the entirety of a season? Does he have the durability? to make it 17 games as an NFL quarterback. I think that's definitely on the table with oh, no doubt. Mason, whereas if you were to do the route of – on the table for Haskins as well, not to say that he's ever really gotten hurt, but you've just never really seen a full season of him under no. in the NFL. So you just don't know how his body's going to react to that grind of a 17-game season. Right. Whereas you go out and you get a veteran guy, you know that they're able to do it. 
Yeah. They, they've been there before and they've done it. And I mean, the, answer, the example I brought up Derek Carr, I know he's missed the year before, but he's proven mm-hmm, since missing that year sure. that he can still play a he's, full season. He's still really good. He's still a top 10 quarter, top 15 quarterback. And that name, league. I mean, it's just, it's just a name. It's a fringe name. Right. Who knows if the Raiders would even move on from Right. I mean, they can make the playoffs this year and it's moot. Like, right. Exactly. And he's never going to be there. But, you know, I, I mean, to answer my own question, just to be, I guess, different, I mean, I did say all those nice things, you know, as nice as you can be in the small sample size we've seen of Rudolph. I think it probably will be Haskins just because of the relationship that he has with, with Tomlin. And if he's in as good a shape as everyone says he is, I'm not saying that means anything. We're in OTAs. We're in June. So, I, you know, pump the brakes there a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, he has so much pedigree. And if he can prove, you know, I'm not the player that I was in Washington. I'm not, you know. But he wasn't I, a bad player. It was more about his character off the field being well, dumb about COVID. This year, right. I yeah. mean, we've said this before. But if that happened in any other year. Would he still be on a roster? Would he still be on the Washington roster? I can tell you one roster? thing. Yes. It's, it's kind of questionable that the Steelers, who hold themselves to such a standard, if he was if he was the the Steelers' backup quarterback this year, right? If if the quarterback room this past year in twenty twenty was Ben Mason and Haskins, and Dwayne Haskins went and did that when he was fighting for that number two spot, and 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 risk getting the team, other guys on the team giving them COVID and 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 screwing up the schedule like what happened with Baltimore on Thanksgiving week, I would have no – it wouldn't be of no surprise to me if the Steelers just said, we're not going to deal with you. We're going to cut you from this team. So it's kind of weird to me to, to know that the Steelers, who hold themselves to such a standard, brought in a guy like this who who was willing to risk health to him and his teammates and his coaches. Well, one quarterback's getting cut. Because yeah. they're not going to be bringing Josh Dobbs, I think, onto a practice squad this year. Because I think if you keep him on your practice squad, it's only a matter of time before Someone's another gonna team take signs him off of your practice squad. So I kind of feel bad for that guy a little bit. I mean, not. I mean, he's a rocket scientist. He'll be fine if he never plays again in the NFL. And he's already played several seasons. So. Right, right. I mean, he's fine. But I, you know, his athleticism is interesting. And you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a player in this league. But I, you know, and I'm not saying the Dobbs package that we saw later in the year is something that they're going to use moving forward or anything like that. But it's intriguing. You know what I mean? And like a guy like him is intriguing. The Dobbs package. I think became a thing because it was out of necessity last year. Whereas True. I think they just plan on Najee Harris being so good. Oh, right. That this they year, don't, they don't yeah. need gimmicks to run. the No, ball. they don't. You're right. I mean, I, I hear you there, but I mean, I just, you know, you just kind of feel bad. I for will a guy say like this that. though. I kind of do wish they would have done the Dobbs package more last year. Me too. I, I of think course. That, 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 that was just another line of questioning that we had for the offense as a whole last year. And it's one of those things where, you know, you sit back as the Steelers and you say, well, we don't do that. We, It's one quarterback only here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I get that because it's that way in most teams. But, but at the same you time, you have such a tough time getting three yards on the ground. And Dobbs has shown in the very limited times he's been in there in that package that he can get four, five, six yards just based on the fact that he can run that read option so much better. Yep. Defenses don't automatically think that if he pulls the ball out of the stomach of James Conner or Benny Snell, it's a pass every single time mm-hmm. because it's not he's a very mobile quarterback so that was born out of necessity but you do wish the Steelers would be a little bit more flexible and that kind of brings me to uh, a different offshoot point here but not to say that they're going to run the Dobbs package I do hope the Steelers exercise a little bit more flexibility in their offense and not just more rigid well we've always done it this way so we're not going to do it that way and Canada is going to bring in a lot of new things so you really hope that the team Ben Roethlisberger included 
really commits to running that offense the way that it's designed to be run, or and, at least a template of what it's designed to be run. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, is the fact that w- with Canada, I don't think it allows you to kind of be – not vanilla. Vanilla is not the right word, but – you know, it, it allows you to not be so, you know, stuck in your ways. And I think that's that's a great thing that, that allows change to happen with the offense. And, you know, what we said on the, the um, step ahead, step back, or stand pat episode when we talked about Ben Roethlisberger, even if his play takes a step back, it doesn't matter because that offense is now built to make things easier on him. It's built to not put as much pressure on him. Even if he doesn't play great, it doesn't matter. It can mask uh, the offense, the way the offense is run, the, the idea of which the offense will be run um, masks, you know, what his inability is on the field. Now, I'm not saying that he has a ton, but you get my point. It, it's it, it masks what, you know, a possible, you know, like last year, you look at the, their inability to run the football. I mean, everybody knew what the Steelers were doing. You know, you, you're going to throw the ball, you know, as soon as Ben gets it, he's getting it out of his hand just over the line of scrimmage. Teams are just putting their hands up. You know what I mean? You can't become that predictable. Mm-hmm. One thing about the Canada offense, though, and you've heard people speculate about this uh, heading into this season as we work our way through the offseason, Matt Canada's offense, Ben Roethlisberger did say in his media, too, that there's a lot more rollouts, there's a lot more play action. Yeah, and the, I no, think you need play action. You do. No offense to Ben. He just doesn't have the body and the athleticism to do most of the stuff in the Canada offense anymore. And that's not a problem. But what I think is going to happen is you're going to see kind of a loose template of this offense kind of put in this year. You're going to see basic, basic stuff, and you're going to really wait until 2022 when they have Rudolph, Haskins, whoever it may be, a quarterback a little bit younger, a little bit more athletic in there to really see the full Canada offense be unleashed upon the team. I just don't know if Ben Roethlisberger has the ability to run it the way that Canada wants it to be run to its fullest. I still think it's going to be different. I still think you're going to see a lot more play action. And the big thing is I still hope you're going to see Ben under center a lot more. Right. I mean, I think that's, but I think as far as the full offense, it's going to take, it it takes a different quarterback to put that all the way in. It Mm -hmm. does. And that's something that we touched on in the beginning when, when Canada was first announced as the OC, you know, an offense in which Matt Canada is the coordinator of, how does Ben Roethlisberger fit in that? He's not exactly the prototypical mold for a Matt Canada offense. You know, Tom, you, you, you know that better than anybody. I mean, you probably watched the Matt Canada offense more than a lot of people being a pit fan, um, you know, seeing all the motions, all the, all the stuff that they like to do. That doesn't exactly sound like an offense fit for Ben Roethlisberger. Now, granted, Ben's a pro and, and, and this is a pro situation, you know, with the Steelers, I understand that they're going to figure out a way to make it work and bridge the gaps a little bit. But at the same time, he's not that prototypical guy. So, I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you, Tom, in the fact that you're going to see changes and this offense will be different. But is it going to be, you know, I think in 2022, it's a lot different than what 2021 would be. Is it enough of a change to really propel the scene to the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know if it is in 2022 either. Yeah, and so that's why we floated out the idea of bringing in someone else. Yeah. I don't know what the quarterback market would look like in 2022. Well, something you have to keep in mind with bringing in someone else, you have to look at where the rest of the team is and say they have a really strong 2021. Say they make it as a wild card and they upset a team in the first round and they lose in the divisional seat round playoff went under Ben's belt. uh, And then he leaves the, the league with a 
better taste in his mouth as opposed to yeah. he'd still be going out after a loss, but at least he had a win in the playoffs before that, not just a blowout at the hands of his arch rival Cleveland Browns in his home stadium. So, you know, uh, a lot of it, I think, depends on how the team looks. If they win a playoff game this year, I think it's in the complete best interest of the front office to go out and see what that market looks like for a quarterback that's a veteran that's been a starter just didn't really pan out or the money doesn't work anymore with his current team because if the defense is elite and you're bringing most of that back and Najee Harris really shows something here and, oh, by the way, with Ben retiring and all the cap space, maybe you work out Juju back again and all that receiving core stays intact. Yeah, I think then you look at it and say, I need a quarterback like a Derek Carr, almost like a Ryan Fitzpatrick like you're seeing in Washington right now that can come in for a year or two most and just – keep this momentum going as best as it possibly can because the rest of my team isn't ready for a rebuild but yeah. the most important position is so you maybe need to just go out and have a nice little bridge between with a veteran player that can help you get to the playoffs still if the team is good now if the team goes seven and ten this upcoming season it might change it your might tone. change your tone yeah, completely right. it might be all about bring in mason bring in haskins if they suck, we're picking in the top 10 the next year. If they're good, we can work around them now for the right. future. Right. I mean, I think that's a great point. I think 2021 dictates a lot. Yeah, it'll tell you what, I guess, the future will. I mean, I shouldn't say that because it's impossible to predict the future based on one year. But, you know, if Ben rides off to the end of the sunset and you have a playoff win under your belt, you feel a hell of a lot better about yourself as a team. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that no that's... question because you can look out there like Ben's not going to be a world beater this year. No, you can look out on that market and say to yourself, OK, it's kind of like in Moneyball when they didn't have the players names, but just what they brought to the table. Yeah. You're like, well, we need to replace so many home runs. Wise, we have to right. replace so many. You can look at how Ben did and say, well, we need to replace this, this and this. And there's guys out there that yeah. are at the skill level that can not do it. just one guy, but just the there's going to be a couple of guys potentially that yeah. are out there that you can bring in, and yep. you know you're not going to get Ben Roethlisberger, you're not going to get the future Hall of Famer, I mean, but you're going to get 2021 Ben. You're going to get that version of him. Look yep. at what the Colts did last year with Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett was out there every down for third and short, fourth and short, doing those quarterback sneaks. Something that Ben his entire career has been anti and that had a lot to do with maybe Todd Haley's aversion to those. But especially as Ben got older and Todd Haley was no longer around, Ben refuses to go for that quarterback sneak, which we see so many other veteran quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady doing in their careers. So you bring in, maybe you bring in a veteran guy, but you keep a guy who's a little more mobile, like either Dobbs or Haskins and you just say third and one, fourth and one, we need one yard. You can go out and get that for us. So, yeah, you don't have to get one guy necessarily. I, I'm not saying you want to have a committee of quarterbacks on your team, but you can definitely supplement Ben in various ways. It's just going to come down to a lot, I think, of what the team looks yeah. like in 2021. I think that's going to play a big role into their decision as far as the quarterback is concerned moving forward. And, man... It just kind of stink the timing, right? Oh, because the rest of the team is kind of really rounding into shape, especially after you pick Najee Harris, and all of a sudden it's the quarterback now. The thing that has been the most stable for the past couple of decades is now the one that you're definitely going to have to look at replacing. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there, there's no question about it. And, you know, 
it's as you said, the timing stinks just because of the fact that now you have Najee Harris and, and the offense really looks good. And again, this isn't to say that Ben is going to be awful in 2021. None of us thinks it thinks that he's going to be awful. But, you know, Tom, you and I talked about on the last episodes that, you know, he is going to take a step back. I mean, it's just a matter of time. It's just how things work. It's just how life works. You know, I mean, you get older that that's that's just what happens. Um but if he does take a step back, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to be a train wreck. But if he plays really well and somehow this team does get into the playoffs and, you know, you have a better taste in your mouth, man, does that set you up way better in the future? Right. Um, I mean, there, there's no question that, that I don't know if that's going to happen. And quite frankly, I don't think it is going to happen. But if it does, you feel a hell of a lot more confident about the Steelers moving forward in the post-Ben era than you did, I don't know, you know, um, three months ago, four months ago. Well, there are some teams in the NFL in 2021 that are taking the route. The Steelers potentially could take in 2022, bringing in a veteran quarterback, uh, whether that be via a trade, whether that be via free agency, whatever, and hoping that they can at least get them over the hump because they think the team around them is good enough to win. And they are that missing piece. So on our next episode, we'll get into some of the quarterbacks in new places and how they can work out for their new teams in the 2021 campaign. We're also going to get into everyone's favorite topic around the NFL, the Aaron Rodgers drama in Green Bay. First time in his entire career he hasn't shown up to mandatory mini camps with Green Bay. So we'll dive into all that on our next episode. That's going to do it for this one. You can check out all of our Steelers standard work at Steelers.com. Just look for the podcast page, and it'll be right there for you. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gersky, I am Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, and we'll talk to you next time.